Hey everyone, this is Amos, Just Being Amos Podcast. And this episode, we are going to do a year review, but it's part one. And I have Trevor with me. And we're going to talk about the top five movies, television shows, games, things of that nature. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Hey everyone, this is Amos for Just Being Amos Podcast. I'm your host, Amos, and my guest today is Trevor. What's up, Trevor? What's up? Thanks for having me again. Yeah, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. So how you been, Trevor? Pretty good. Pretty yeah, good. Been, a, been a pretty good December. A little cold, but... Yeah, and the good thing we're not in New York or anywhere else or the Midwest. Yeah, it's... Hey, guys. <laughs> it's survivable, that's for sure. <laughs> right. Yeah, so it's it's December, Christmas shopping, everything like that. And it also is like mid-season finales for television shows. Yeah, we're starting to hit them all, yep. Yep. So um, I think the last show we talked about, and we was going to talk about on this podcast with the Westworld, and you finally finished watching Westworld. Right. I finally was able to catch up on the last two episodes this week. So Westworld, I mean, I, I remember Westworld as the mo- the movie. Right. As a you know, as a kid, I, I remember bits and pieces of the movie. And all I know in the movie that it was like robot, robots, and I, yeah, that's was, what I remember. It was, it, I mean, it was written by Michael Crichton, so it makes sense that it was kind of like a Jurassic Park, only with robot cowboys. Right, that's what it was. And then the the robot cowboys go rogue and start killing the guests, and that was the basic plot line. Yeah, I remember that, um, yeah, because the man's face moved, and you see the circuitry and everything, yeah, rotating, whatever. So, when I heard the news they were doing Westworld, and like, damn, I remember the movie, but I don't remember it that well. And so, I, it sounded like it was going to be pretty good, but it took some delays. Remember that? They had to Yeah, it took them a while. It took them, like, several years making the show before they finally were able to get it on HBO. Just, I think, it's, I... I don't know exactly, but I think some of them were like they weren't sure how to proceed in the writing of it and to, to put it all together and, you know, some hitches there. Well, is I think was Christopher Nolan's brother attached to it? I believe so, Jonathan Nolan, and I think his wife, maybe, Lisa Joy. Oh, okay. She does most of the writing. He does a lot of, like, the, the more show-running and plotting and stuff, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so... I saw the first episode of um, Westworld, and you know the first episode. I'm looking at it. I'm like, this is pretty cool. All right, cool. And then you see Ed Harris' character kill the people. I'm like, damn, already you're killing already. I I didn't get the whole gist of it at first, but after watching the first episode of Westworld, I'm like, man, this is kind of confusing at first. And then as I kept watching it, as watching it from all one through one through five and all of a sudden I got it because it was so much jargon of the technical stuff they were talking about you know they we can't understand most of the stuff they said well this one wasn't too bad in terms you know because they I mean mostly you just need to understand the difference between the host, the host and, and the, the guests, guests right. and they explained that right up you know right off the bat so 
For anybody who hasn't seen it, although I hope you have, because we're probably going to get into some major... Later, man. Well, we're going to get into some major spoilers here, so... <laughs> if you haven't seen it and you don't want to be spoiled, stop now. But um, basically, the robots that inhabit this... You know, fantasy theme world. Park, theme yeah, this park. fantasy world, Westworld. Those, they're called hosts. And any humans who come to visit, you know, they pay their money to enjoy the... You know, the the rides or whatever, you know, the, the reenactments and stuff like that, they're called guests. And then of course you have all the people who work there who fix behind up the, the scenes, right. Who fix up the robots, you know, the security team, the, you know, the creators, uh, who, you know, do the programming, things like that. But it's, yeah, it's relatively easy. The thing I liked about the show is, I mean, it, it was designed to, create a lot of questions in the first episode in the yeah. pilot um you know a good pilot will do that because it gets you intrigued and makes you want to come back for more what i liked about the first episode though is it told us right off the bat that the hosts were the main thing that we would be following because it focused on the hosts so it focused on the robots you know i mean of course at first they um they focused on Teddy. Teddy, yeah. Well, I mean, we already knew Dolores was a host. Right. They focused on Teddy, played by James Marston, and we thought he was one of the guests. Yeah, I thought he was one and of the guests. And then by the, yeah, by the end of the episode, we found out when he when he encountered the man in black was that he's another host. He's just going through his pre-programmed thing, and you know he gets gunned down. But did and you that's how we learned the man in black is not a host. You know, where this is where it's opposite because the Yule Brenner character was kind of, in the original movie was kind of the man in, man black, in black, right? I remember black that and everything. So it's the opposite here because he couldn't get hurt when Teddy shot him. And I like the expression on Teddy's face. And I was like, oh damn! He was yeah, he was surprised. He's surprised, yeah. right? I'm like, okay, because he was built like he thought he was the hero, but he's not. He's just another part of the story. I feel bad me. for Teddy, man. I did. I really did. We'll get into him a bit more, but yeah, Teddy's, Teddy is an interesting character, and well, we can talk about it now. Yeah, we can talk but, about it, yeah. Um, just because I don't know if it'll come up again, but the thing I found interesting watching the entire season is that I found that Teddy may be the only real person, maybe Bernard a little bit, but he may be the only character on the show that has a true conscience. Yeah, Which yeah. is weird given that he's, he's an actual whole, robot. robot. Right, and I noticed that too, because... His expressions on his face and the the doubt he had. He always seems troubled or yeah in pain about the things that he's doing. Like when he he helps massacre the town, right? And when you know, and of course he's always talking about I've done things, Dolores, and I need to go make them right before I can come back to you and stuff. And so that's kind of part of his character. But every time it's like when he's gunning down the people and he's like saying, "I'm not controlling this. What happened? What is going on?" And then at the end, of course, when Dolores tells him. You know everything's going to be all right, right, Teddy, and then she starts the the, the, the massacre, massacre or whatever. Yeah, the look on his face is just like, "What the hell is going on? Yeah. This isn't right." Yeah, I agree with you with Teddy because out of all the hosts, he was like this in awe and just dumb, dumbfounded what was going on, and the expression on his face like, "This is a robot." I mean, literally a robot, and he had doubts on a lot of things. He thought it was real or not. You know, with Teddy, his arm. Um, but the thing, though, is the way to describe the, uh, Westworld is it's a narrative. He's deriving from the narrative. Right. You know, so it, they were doing storytelling. And when, like, the hosts derive from the narrative, they think it's a glitch. 
But how can we get it more than that? Because I think it wasn't wasn't a glitch at all on some of the hosts. Right. Well, that's that's the thing we we start to find out. Um, you know, there may be something we want to get into a little bit later. Uh, maybe start explaining some of the yeah. plot first. But yeah, it, it we start to find out that most of the stuff that seemed like glitches were things that were originally programmed in by Arnold and maybe Ford as well. Right. Um. But. Yes, I mean, it, and then, yeah, so the first episode focused on the host, and it wasn't until the second episode that we start to meet William and Logan, right. who are actual guests to the park, and then this kind of gives us the idea, because William is, this is his first time visiting the park, right? so this is how we kind of get introduced to, you know, how the guests would interact with the hosts, and, you know, how they see it, and of course it plays up the whole yeah, a, a big theme of the thing is, you know, who's the who's the more human, the robots or the humans? humans? Right. And then, of course, you know, you have the the good and the bad because this park is designed to kind of let you discover who you really are. Because I mean, if you're going to go around, you know, fucking and shooting robots and stuff <laughs> because you can, what does that say about well, you, you as, as a person? person right. right. And so we see Logan as kind of the black hat guy, and he's like. He comes to fuck. He comes to shoot anything. If he doesn't like where the narrative's going, he just pops a guy in the head just because he can. Can right? You know, which is kind of cold-hearted. But he's like, you got to understand, man. They're just robots, don't, you know. So he doesn't see them as as anything human. And William, when we see him at first, he chooses the white hat, and we think he's the good guy, and he wants to be a hero. And you know, he starts following Dolores and thinks that there's something special about her and wants to help her, and you know, so. You know, that's when we start getting into this idea of it creates or, you know, makes you discover who you are. And then we, we kind of the see true self. that. Yes, your true, true self. True self, right. Right. Uh, but that's, that's episode two. Episode two is when we first meet them. Yes. All right. Now, as episode, the other episodes, like episode three and everything like that, then we kind of realized Arnold was not the only, which is Anthony Hopkins' character. No, I mean I'm, Ford. I'm sorry, Ford. Ford. Yeah, he's Ford. Ford. Ford is the um, not the only creative of Westworld. He had a partner named Arnold. Arnold. Yes. So, and I, when I when I said that, like, damn, he had a, a partner, and him, they didn't see eye to eye of the how the thing should be done at first. Right. He said Arnold, as somewhat got um, too attached to his creations, I to believe, in other words, too attached, and then he want to make them human. More human with a conscience of that nature, so that was brought up until like farther into the episode. It was I think it was three, or probably three or four. I don't remember all the the episode numbers at this point. point yeah, it starts to get to, into a blur as to what happened in what episodes. Yeah, but you know, there was the other creator, you know, Arnold and Ford. They both created Westworld, and good intentions, always good intentions, mm-hmm. you know, but bad shit happens. Oh yeah, <laughs> so. I, I, I thought that was kind of cool. I thought he was the only one that created, but come to find out he had a partner. Right. So his partner disappears. Supposedly. He disappears. Well, that's, well, that's, they the, that's the whole mystery at first is that, yeah, who is Arnold? What happened to Arnold? Well, we know Arnold Arnold's was dead, dead but right. how did he die, et cetera? You know, what was, and what's this thing? Because a lot of the hosts are starting to hear a voice in their head. Right. Who were pretty much led to believe that, from the start, that it's Arnold has programmed something in them to hear his voice, right, and follow it. Yeah, and I, I, I find that kind of intriguing too. I'm like, okay, cool. This guy's supposed to be dead. I mean, he might be alive, whatever. 
And um, then another thing was the maze. Now, early on, the, like you said, Will, the man in the black, um, Will. Well, William. William, right. Um, he is the man in the black hat, Ed Harris. Well, what we learn, what we learn in the final episode, right. the season finale, is that well, you have the the man in black who he's been going to this thing, you know, this Westworld for like thirty years. So we're already aware of See, that. We didn't a, know that until later on. Well, no, we know he's been going, going for thirty to. years because it's been mentioned at the beginning that he's been going for. We well, met years. up with Ford. Yeah, right? we start to learn that he's you know some big you know big wig. He's, he's some a, big, big wig, wig that runs corporations. You know, he's he calls himself I think a titan of industry. Right, you know, like he's a god out in the real world is right. what, you know what he says. But um, you know he's already in there and he's. We learn right off the bat that he's pretty much a sociopath. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's the guy who enjoys being in Westworld and killing people and doing you know doing all the the violent activity and stuff that you can get away with. In yeah, that he did. He enjoys it a little too much. Uh, we learn that right off the bat. So he's kind of a bad guy. And then, but his whole point, which when you start to think about it and look at the back story or you know as it was done well done if yeah. you kind of look at it in hindsight none of it really makes a whole lot of sense but he's trying to find the center of the maze that makes westworld tick tick yeah you know he's looking for something and we don't really know what it is that he's looking for at that moment but yeah it's really weird like he scalps a guy and for some reason oh, there's yeah. the the sim- the picture of the maze under the guy's scalp which i don't understand why but then that doesn't seem to lead to anything and then he finds Lawrence, mm-hmm. you know, the, the criminal guy right. who's about to be hung. But he saves him and has him lead him to, you know, a town where Lawrence's daughter then tells him about the maze, about the maze and says the maze is not for you. you. And then he continues on and then real, finds Teddy and then realizes he doesn't need Lawrence. So he kills Lawrence and revives Teddy with Lawrence's blood. And that then Teddy kind of leads him to a certain place and so. But then in the end, all he needed was Dolores Lord, to begin with. That's it. So why was he going on? It was just kind of like it was padding. To, but but then what we learn is that the maze basically, it, the maze is nothing for him. The maze was something Arnold created for the host. Right. Especially Dolores. As, well, especially Dolores. But I think she's like the first one. Right. And he's the one, the most promising one that they can, think can follow it. And what, you know, what we figure out that the maze really is, is... The maze is finding sentience. Right. That's what the maze is. is you're finding your true self. They're finding their true self and finding their quote-unquote humanity, you know, that sentience that leads them to make their own decisions, to override their programming and become what they want One themselves the to become. Beat, right. That's what the maze is. And that was what he wanted for them. Which obviously, of course, since the man in black is not... A host, a host right. it's not meant for him. No, yeah, it wasn't meant for him. Um, but what? But what we find out the man in black wanted the whole time is he wants something that's real because it's not a challenge. Which was a question I asked from like I think the first episode. I was like, yeah, it's kind of neat that you can go into this Westworld and you can you know you can get in like gunfights with people and you can just shoot them all. But if you can never get hurt because the bullets don't hurt you, right? Or if someone tries to stab you. You know, they have safety protocols where, you know, a host will get in the way or, you know, take grab the thing, the knife, so you don't get hurt. It just kind of seemed weird to me that it's like, well, if you're in the middle of a quick draw and you can't get hurt, where's the thrill in that? Yeah, that's true. But yeah. that's what he was looking for. He wanted that thrill of 
being able to be shot, being able to be hurt. And so you see at the end when he does get shot Jonathan. because the yeah the new programming is, you know he gets shot in the arm and like the the smile on, on his, his face. face is just like yes <laughs> this is what I was looking for even when he got his arm broken <laughs> like, yeah and, but yeah so that's the man in blacks thing and we learned that there were two two timelines going along so we learned that William who originally we thought was a he nice guy who wanted to be a, a hero turns into the man in black. Over the years, yeah, right. Right. Although, I, I in episode nine, I guessed that that was going to be the twist. Right, yeah. All of a sudden, I was like, you know what? I think William might be the man in black. If there's if it's just two timelines, it maybe he becomes him. Maybe Logan, we'll have to see, but I think the bigger twist would be the nice guy becomes the bad guy. Right. And so it was an interesting twist. I liked what they did there. But I'm kind of disappointed because I really did like William. I liked that he, uh, yeah, I did I liked too. That he seemed to be the one good guy who goes to Westworld, not just to fucking shoot people. He seemed, but I also thought that his turn was a little too fast, and maybe it was just the way it presented itself. But you know, when Logan woke up after the you know that, that morning, that morning, that everybody, everybody was, was dead. dead with like <laughs> yeah. you know limbs chopped off and stuff, and William had done it. We're like, oh, William's going into dark territory. But there was no explanation for why he suddenly went into that darker territory. And then he was supposed to go after Dolores and he went a few places and then they couldn't find him, find her. And then it's like he kept going with Logan and dragging him all the way Uh to the edges of Westworld. And then at that point, it was like Logan is like, you know, you've you wanted to be the you know, you claimed you wanted to be the hero, but this is what you really were all along. And now, you know. Now you find your true self and stuff. But it seemed kind of quick. And then it went to the thing when he finally did find Dolores again. It was right back where they started. Right. Which was her dropping the can at the horse in the original town. And, you know, he went and he was, like, going to go up and, like, hey, I finally found you. And then when she didn't recognize him at all because her loop had started over again, that's when it was like he was crushed that she was just like all the rest. She was just a robot with programming. And you would have thought that was the moment where he suddenly starts going a little bit cynical and dark. But it seemed like that had already happened before he found her. Uh, yeah. So that uh, that part I found a little bit strange. It kind of was like the twist works because it's a twist. But it doesn't always work because it makes logical sense. You know what but I mean? You, but you know what's so crazy about his partner, um, Will partner? Logan? Logan, Logan. Um, he was marrying his sister. And that picture he... (laughs) The way you phrased that was weird. William was going to be marrying Logan's sister. Logan was not going to be marrying his own sister. William was going to marry Logan's sister. And that picture in the beginning... What was it? Episode 3, I believe? It was a picture of a woman in a city background, right? Was founded. Right. That was... Well, that was the one that was found found by Dolores' father. Yeah, the the host. And we see where the picture came from. And that's when he started going nuts. And then we find out at the end that's where it came because it blew out of his pocket. Pocket. Yeah. So that was Will's wife. Yes. (laughs) So that was kind of cool. They brought that back into play and everything. And another thing that... um, It was just when she finally realized that was Will. And she started crying. I'm like, damn. I mean... And he looked at her, and he had a smirk on his face. Well, yeah, he already—I mean, he already know. He had already like smacked her in the face and given her Early, a bloody right? lip. So it's like this is the same guy who is like, you know, felt a connection with her and it was real. So I guess you could see how much he felt betrayed by it. But um, yeah, so it, that part I didn't like because I really did like William as like the one 
good guy right. who, yeah, in the in the park. Now, but, throughout Westworld, um, what's her name? Daddy Newton? Danny Newton. Danny Maeve, Newton. Maeve. Maeve is her character. Is her yeah. character. I like her. Yes. I like her. I like <laughs> I like that storyline. Um that one that one got very intriguing um with the whole she would wake up like even though she was put to sleep and dude 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 this man literally I, I hate that technician man he was, he was I was about to get to them but I was going to talk about May, you know I thought we But we're going to talk about May, first, but, but I yes. want to talk about him. Feel, well there's there's two technicians there's Felix and Sylvester which interestingly are both named after cartoon two cats right. and cats at that. <laughs> but in any case um yeah, Felix is the one who wants to be like. They're both, uh, they're both kind of like the cleanup, like putting the bodies back together crew. But Felix seems to want to become a programmer yeah. as well. So he's been like messing around with one of the birds, you know, the robot birds, and trying to reprogram it and stuff. Um, so of course, Maeve uses him to help her reprogram herself. And then Sylvester is the other one, and he's kind of the dick, <laughs> yeah, he and the who dick, doesn't man. want anything to do with it. Um, <laughs> and you know, in a way, he's kind of right, but I don't know. But yeah, I don't understand their motivations. Is like me either. Why didn't any of them go to security or you know, nobody their bosses and be like, uh, "This one's acting fucked up," <laughs> right? You know? And then Felix keeps helping her, and it's like I can understand he has empathy for her, but at the same time, it's like. He knows that she's then going to kill actual people. So but, it's like, what? You know, which should you do? Shut down Maeve, who's one person, or let her just like murder a whole bunch of people? Right. <laughs> but the the interesting thing about that, going back to her, is she's one of the older models, and right. she, I think, Ford and Bernard, she, I think, it was a time when once again the man in black would, killed her with her daughter. Uh, Clementine, I don't know. God, Clementine is the other oh. was the other hook. Okay, I'm sorry, but her daughter, who who she has, she has a fondness for that Clementine. Clementine. Yeah, yeah. But, so, but her daughter was uh, her actual. Well, I mean, they're all hosts, host, but, but an, an actual little girl host. But come to find out that she was been like erased over and over and over again, but she kept those uh, so called memories, but they were like programs anyway. But she kept those memories. She was one of the hosts that kept like remembering things, man. Well, she's one of the first ones first. that started discovering the actual maze. Yeah. Although we learn at the end that maybe she didn't, but it's it's like the man in black says is that you know when he went in, like after his wife died and right. his his daughter didn't want anything to do with him because he explained that you know even though he never laid a hand on them and he never you know did anything untoward. They knew there was a darkness in him the entire time, and so his daughter didn't want anything to do with him. So he had nothing left at that point. So he kind of committed himself full time to the Westworld. To Westworld. Westworld, he did. And he said that one of the things he wanted to do was he found a woman and a child, and he murdered them both because he wanted to see how he would feel. But then, when she was struggling, and what he found, but what he found that you know intrigued him, and this is what started him on the path to find the maze. Was that, you know, Maeve, after her daughter was killed, and she was stabbed and should have died, it was like she became alive, is what he said, by picking up her daughter and running out and screaming for help, and, you know, she was acting like a real human would. 
Yeah. Like she wanted, you know, she needed help. She was in this serious gut-wrenching pain and not just like pain from dying, like this emotional pain. And then when they brought her back to erase her and Ford saw that, man, and he, and Bernard said, what are you doing? You know, he said, what are you doing? And like she was in pain. Yeah. Just crying in pain was her daughter and Ford erased her, erased that memory. But she kept that memory though. Over and over and right. over again, and I, I, I found it kind of interesting, man. This host, this robot, is remembering her past, and she's not supposed to. And I'm like, ah, that's pretty intriguing. I like the way, right? Yeah, that, that was the that was the fascinating part about her story was that, yeah, she seemed to keep remembering this thing, and then she wanted to escape, and you know, was plotting all these things to get out and boosting her, and you know, having her programming rewritten so her intelligence was boosted and she could start controlling the other hosts by just telling them what their narrative was. Yeah, that was funny. They'd suddenly just change what they were doing because she told them to. Um, But what we do come to find out at the end is that apparently this whole deceiving and escaping and stuff was programmed in. Yeah, that's right. So maybe none of it was genuine. Maybe it's all programmed. Because she wanted... Bernard to I think do some more um, upgrading whatever check the um, the, the narrative of uh, and she it kept saying the same thing she was saying and Bernard said something's wrong here um, you're not you're not doing this on your own and he kept going through it well someone had pointed out that it looked like something Arnold like Arnold oh, or something had programmed something yeah. into her like a long time ago and so then they went to Bernard and Bernard was like. It looks like all these things you're doing, this deceiving, this trying to escape, whatever, this is all Already part, part of, of the program. program. Someone right. programmed you to do these things. And she didn't want to accept it. And she didn't want to accept it, of course, but we'll have to see how much that plays into it in the second season. Yeah, we got to wait two years, dude. Yeah. Well, well next year, well, after 2000, I think it'll be one year, but yeah, we have to wait for a while. So, if you're doing spoilers, I'm sorry, guys, you know, we're going to have to wait two years well, for got, season two. You, well, you got a whole year to wait for yeah, right? this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you want to listen to these spoilers, go ahead. I'm more, more than welcome to enjoy it. But I, I found it, I mean, after watching the last episode and everything got tied, not tied up. And the twists and plots, man, and everything. It was for Anthony Hopkins' character, man. That he, his demeanor, when he wanted to out, put, um, get him out of Westworld, which he created, the board. Mm-hmm. And he sent there a person for him to set him up and things of that nature. To make his program and his host go bad and things of that nature. And he said, he did not say a word. Yes. He just looked at them. Yeah, he was calm. He was time. calm. So, so the lady that was trying to get him out had got her and Bernard together, and they go to this this house that was not even on the map. Right. You know, Ford put it away from prying eyes. So they go there, and Bernard is, and that lady, I forgot her name. What's her name? You know Teresa. Her? Teresa. So Bernard and Teresa goes to the house, and Teresa, there goes a the door, and Bernard said, I don't see your door. Yeah, what door? What yeah. door, right? So they go downstairs and they see all this stuff getting this this house in the basement, and all of a sudden she, her and Bernard, like, what's the fuck? What's going on? And she picks up some paper, and uh, <laughs> and she picks up the paper. It's it, it's a, like um uh, not a diagram, well, it's, a blueprint. Yeah, it's it's, it's a, a, blue, a blueprint, it's a detailed blueprint. plan of a host. host. 
and that she, looks exactly like Jeffrey Wright's yeah, character, so Bernard, yeah. Yeah, she gave it to Bernard, and, and four comes down. And I thought that was like, damn. And, and Bernard said, what is this? What is this? He can't, couldn't grab it around his head. And four had him stop. And she had to explain to Teresa, I knew what you guys did, in other words. Talking about sacrificial. <laughs> so he, the man built Westworld. How in the hell can you not think that he does not know what you're doing? He have cameras in every, you know, room and hotel and stuff like that. And I found that kind of interesting that Bernard was actually. We'll touch on security in a minute. But oh, so yeah, I about to know. I know what you're about to say. So um, Bernard see the, the the picture, and he is just what what is this? He couldn't get around it. Then Ford had to explain to him that he was a host. He couldn't believe it. Right. And Bernard eventually he killed Teresa. Okay, he had to get her out the way because she was a problem. Right. So Bernard asked Ford, man, um, have you had me done done this before? And boy lied to him. And I thought to myself, man, he had you do this before. Right. And then they showed us a flash of him, like, because we lost Elsie. Like, yeah. Or she disappeared. We still don't really know exactly what's happened to Elsie yet. Right. But we did, they then showed, because the last we had seen her, someone put their hand around her neck and, like, took her... Like, either he was going to choke her out or just was, like, taking her and, you know... Yeah. Holding her hostage somewhere. Because we still had not seen a body. Right. And then the next... And then after that, he says, you know, when Bernard asks, have you ever had me do this sort of thing before? And he says, no. Then we have a flash, like, he remembers doing it to Elsie. Yeah, but then... And then we see the scene that it was Bernard grabbing her by the neck. Um, And then that does bring up... We still don't know exactly what happened to Elsie and the other security guard, the Hemsworth guy. <laughs> the, the brother? Yeah, Luke Hemsworth or yeah. whatever. I think his character's name is Ashley. Yeah. They picked up a signal that was related to hers out somewhere Smurf. in the you know, West World. So he went to go check it out. And then all of a sudden so he gets native, attacked by these Native, native Americans, Americans. Yeah. Who he thinks are hosts. And they probably are, but they're probably the reprogrammed ones that can actually hurt you. Mm-hmm. But he tries to do the, you know, stop, you know, don't move type thing and freeze them like they can do. And they just keep coming and they tackle them to the ground. And that's the last that's we, saw. we saw. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what the and hell that was in doing? episode nine. Yeah. So, then, so we don't know his fate either. Yeah. So it's those two characters that so we we'll have, have to see what if they ever get back to it, what happened to them. I hope they do because I, I like the security guy, man. And I yeah. Like I mean, he too. seemed fine. And we need, but yeah, we need some sort of closure on it too. Because they didn't show him being killed. They just showed him being tackled and that was it. But I, I found it amazing when at the last episode when um, Ford, Anthony Hopkins' character, said, I got a new narrative. And, and he had all the boards, board members come and, and they finally saw the final um, narrative that he did with um, um, Dolores and um, Teddy. Teddy. And they had clapping hands and everything. And he said, well, um, we're going to meet up to the, hot, the, the town and we're gonna, I'm going to announce a new narrative. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to Jamie. My girlfriend and uh, and I said, "Watch this! Somebody, something's going to happen. Something big going to happen." Oh, you knew something. I knew something going to happen. So when he had his conversation with Bernard and Dolores and everything like that, and I was thinking to myself, um, "Something major going to happen, right?" And so when he's talking to his new narrative and holding up the champagne bottle, or I mean, not the bottle, but the glass, and you see everybody doing the same thing. I'm watching each each host. In the crowd, in the serving and everything, right? So you see Dolores with the pistol that she had right. that killed Bernard. Mm-hmm. I mean, killed Norm. Um, yeah, killed Arnold. Arnold. Killed Arnold. I'm sorry, yeah. Arnold. And 
and you see her, and I'm like, oh shit, this is what I'm thinking. Yeah, he's going to get killed, and he and she shot him in the head. Now all the shit, just everything's happening. The host of killing the, some of the board members and guests, and you see Ed Harris get shot, like you said earlier. Right. Well, and, they all, all the ones that were in the woods, they, they, they were all, all of them were the uh, Wyatt um, followers, wasn't it? Well, technically, Dolores is Wyatt. That's right. Uh, that's what we learn. Um, but yes, Wyatt's followers, and but most of them are the deprogrammed ones, the ones that that's were in true. the basement, all that's the ones true. that were taken out of commission. That's they true. Decommissioned. That's who they were, because you saw Clementine, and I think you saw Dolores's father, uh, maybe. May, I, I know I, I saw Clementine and a couple of the others, but right. that's who that's who they were. That's when the other. Um, the guy who was doing the narrative, the British right, guy. Right, and that's why when he showed up in the basement, they were all gone. Oh, yeah. And that was, yeah, the foreshadow that, oh, there they are. And then, um, and so Dolores then comes up behind Ford, Ford, shoots him in the back of the head, and then starts just massacring all of the guests, you know, ra- at random. At random. In the, in the audience. And yeah. I, 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 I think that was a nice way to end the season finale of right. it. And so now, yeah, so now we're going to start season two with the, the hosts in full revolt. Right, right. But the the thing is that when I knew Ford had something going on, you know, but then, you know, he had that, that house that was not even on the map and he was still making hosts. And I'm thinking to myself, this is my theory on it. I think that's really not him that got shot. I think that was a host he made for it's, himself. It's very possible. That's yeah. my theory on it. That's that's exactly what I thought too. As soon as he got as soon as he got shot, I was like, It's very possible he created a host that looked just like him. And that's what he was doing because he might be just sitting behind scenes now, watching yeah. everything unfold. You, right, and you can, he can program. You know, you can program it to say anything. So it could have given his speech. It could have done you know everything. So that's not a problem. And of course, it raises the question: Who else is a host? That's right. There's the whole shootout scene at the end where Maeve was trying to get out, and she had like the two outlaw hosts with uh-huh. her, and they were just shooting everybody up. Were all those security guards hosts, or were they real people? Right. We don't know. They, it could just be a whole narrative that's being played out that was part of her escape narrative. You know, and I always had the question of this, the whole Westworld, the, the facility itself. What other worlds do they have? We come to find out when Maeve was getting out that you had, like, fetal, fetal there, Japan. There was a whole level that had, like, samurai, samurai and, stuff. and stuff. So there's probably, yeah, a, a, a Japan world... And there's probably a bunch of others, just, too. Yeah, and I like that. Because in cool. the original Westworld movie, Westworld was just one of many that's right. parks. Right, that's right. That's so, right. yeah, and that'll be interesting if we can see some of the other ones in upcoming seasons. That'll be pretty cool. I think it'll be cool. Um, I think that'd probably be another thing that should be pointed out, too. But, but speaking of security, I want to get back to the security. security. Right. Here's what I love about this show, which is just... <laughs> and this is being completely sarcastic. Every single corridor... And every single room is just glass. Yeah, it is. There are no walls. And I guess the idea is supposed to be so nothing untoward happens and you can always see through the windows if something's going on. And yet nobody ever catches any of the hosts just randomly walking through the thing. It's like no one's ever paying attention. And then the guy at the end who's just like masturbating. Oh in yeah, room. That, nobody caught that with all oh, those wind. You know those. That was that is a good question. I mean, yeah, thing to point out. Yeah. And security, yeah, security just seems to be awful they there suck. for somewhere that needs absolute security. 
They suck, really. You're right. The security really suck. And, and the whole and then, time I'm watching, it's like Maeve is just wandering around naked and nobody seems to care. You know? <laughs> These people are doing this and nobody seems to care. Nobody cares. You know, if there were closed wind, if there were closed doors or, you know, solid walls, then I'd be like, all right, you know, they can sneak around. But it's like, Open Every, windows, windows everywhere. Every open windows, even in the How people's... does nobody notice what's going yeah, on? When May was getting out the damn westward, all levels had glass. Yeah. Even the people on the computer. And, you know, someone actually did look. I was looking at it. I was a computer. Like, damn, what's going on? But that was it. Nobody seems to say security. anything. No, nothing. Do anything. So I'm glad you pointed that out, man. <laughs> security yeah, really sucks. I just found that really weird. That's sucky, man. So, you know, Westworld was one of the, um, one of the um, top... Well, it's one of my favorite shows of this year. So we're going to get to that because me doing this podcast, I want to do a top five or, um, in the media. It could be movies and um, TV shows. So I decided to do the podcast today for that. So my top five. First, I'm going to let you go first. And I want you to go first. See what your top fives are. Either in movies and television. Which one you want to do first? Okay. Well, the problem is, is that I... Um, I was telling you this earlier is that when I was looking at like okay top five movies for the year well I didn't really go to see a whole lot of movies so I kind of felt like I was just throwing movies on there that right. I ne- would never have put on my list and well, then when I went to TV shows it was like there were ten of them well, so, what, well, what the <laughs> so I just kind of made a, like a top ten to fifteen list of like you know the things that entertained me in 2016 so that's how you want to put it so that's how, I, that's how I'd like to do how, it how you like to do it yeah you know, I, I wanted to do it because, like me, I, I think I've seen more movies than you have. Probably. You know, I, so you selective on your movies. Well, I'm very selective, and then having kids every other weekend, you know, I can't really go to every single movie I'd like to see, so it gets a little bit more difficult. All right, then. Well, for me, I'm gonna start like this. I, I guess I could do the top five for because uh, I got ten. Damn, that vibrated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I could do the ten. Movies and TVs together, I do it like that. Right, so why don't yeah, why don't you do now? You can chime okay. in anytime you want to. What you think? without my top five, okay? Now, for me personally, this is my opinion. My opinion. This is my fight. My favorite. My favorite television shows this year, and for my top five, you know, is Stranger Things. You haven't seen that yet, right? I had like a list of things that you know that could be good, but I haven't gotten to them yet. Right. So, so that one's on my, you know, it could be good, but uh, yeah, I have not seen it yet. Stranger Things. I'm gonna flip the, I'm gonna flip the, um, the number right here. It was Luke Cage, but I'm gonna change that. We're talking about Westworld. Westworld is number two for me. And Stranger Things, Westworld, Luke Cage, Flash, and I'm gonna say this. Oh my, one of my favorites is Supernatural. This guy, I'm gonna say that's that's one of my uh, guilty pleasures, man. See, it's not. It says five, so it used to be up there, but it's five. And I'm going to say honorable mention right here. I'm going to say I'm going to give one out there. And you don't watch the show anymore. And I, I kind of hesitate to watch it this year. Are we talking about Walking The Walking Dead? Dead. So, yeah, the so Walking... if you guys listen to the Walking Dead podcast where I was saying, yeah, yeah I'm not sure if I'm going to watch it anymore. Yeah, I decided not to watch it. And I do not miss it at all. I will be, I will be completely honest. So, I really don't care anymore. So that's why I'm saying it's not my top five honorable mention. This is not, and I'm not going to talk about The Walking Dead, okay? I just I just put that out there. <laughs> I'm not gonna talk about Negan. How Jeffrey Dean Morgan playing a hell of a job playing Negan. He seemed like he would be great. I just I just got tired of the writer's bullshit. That's all. Yeah, I know, man. Robert Kirkman, you son. Of, well, no, not back to what I got to say. All right. So those are my top five shows. So for me, 
you know, that I really enjoy. Because I have the blacklist on there, but I have, I'm so behind the blacklist, <laughs> you know. Just the other day, I had to watch episode ep- episode. Or? This is what you call the backlist now. The, 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 that's right. So the blacklist I, is the backlist. So nothing against Arrow or the Legends of Tomorrow, which are great, good shows, you know. But after watching, you know, the crossover, if y'all ain't li- if you listen to my uh, podcast I put up last week, I talk about that. Check it out. Um, but Stranger Things, man, I know you had a, you didn't get the opportunity to see it yet, and I'm not gonna spoil a lot of things for you. <laughs> so, to me, Stranger Things over the summer, you know, after all the movie, big blockbusters, and, you know, it really was nothing on television for me to watch, right? So, I, you know, I got Netflix. So, I see Stranger Things. I'm like, wow, I might check this out. So, I read, the, like, the summary of the um, television show, and I said, all right, I'll check it out. And I was I was kind of satisfied watching the television show, man. The, um, what, I think it was eight episodes. Mm-hmm. And... I say it was one of the um, best um, television shows in the be- in during the summertime. You know, something to do, something to watch, binge watch. You know, that was Netflix for. So that's Stranger Things. I really liked it. It brought me back to my years of a kid in the '80s, watching you know of uh, the Goonies, ET. You know, I had that that feeling of being a kid again, watching that kind of um, that kind of um, television show. Right. So I mean, Stranger Things for me was number one. So that's my number one. So my top five. So what is your number one? All right. Um, so I, I guess I'll go in backwards order to get to number one. Go ahead. All right. I give honorable mentions to. Let's see how many do I have on here. Um, my honorable mention I'll give to The Expanse, which is a I show, missed on, that, man. show on Sci-Fi. It starts out slow, so you know it takes a little while to get into. But once once it gets, and you know, some of the politics can kind of turn some people off. That's when people left Earth to go to Mars, and well, yeah, there's like, well, I mean, there's yeah, there's people on Mars, and they've that's been a colony for a long time right. now, so they just kind of call them Martians. Um, and then there's like kind of mining crews and things like that on some of the asteroids, like Ceres, and then and then there's of course the people on Earth and. Suddenly, this uh, a spaceship or one of the ships gets attacked right. by these unknown vessels, and they think it's Mars, but then we find out it's not, and so it's kind of this whole political, you know, what's going on, and this this crew who happened to I did be see out that there first in episode. like one of the you know like the, one of the shuttles to go check out the thing when it explodes, and then when their ship sure. gets blown up. They're just kind of stranded and now just floating around trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Are all the, they are on the run, right? Are they just like on the run? I, I saw the of, first. They're sort of on the run. Yeah, because I saw the first episode, but I never seen the entire season. I remember the first episode. That was with um, Thomas Jane, right? Yes. Okay, I did see the first episode. I guess I'll check that out whenever it comes on Netflix. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. So that one's a good one if you like sci-fi. Um, then I'll go with Westworld. Which we've already talked about, right. so I don't think we need to talk about anything more on that one. Um, another one that I really liked that I picked up this year was it's called This Is Us. You know, Jamie is watching that. Yeah, it's it's very emotional. It's very you know a drama, family drama, that sort of thing, and you can tell it's intentionally made to like you know wring your heart and be heartbreaking and you know be like melodramatic. 
but it's written so well that you don't notice and you don't care. Okay. Well, it, you know, it's like one of those ones where every single one, every single episode ends tugging at your heartstrings or something like that. Right. But it's not cheesy in that fact that you're like, oh, I'm being manipulated. You know, it does feel heartfelt. It feels real. So it's written well enough that it can get away with it. Right. So that one's a really good one. Um, I had to check that one out. Well, it's on Hulu right now. You know, my Jamie watching. I saw she was watching last night. I didn't get a chance to watch. I was watching Blacklist again. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, not the most recent one, though. Right. <laughs> um, so that one's a good one. Another one that uh, that I picked up earlier in the year um, that I, I picked up. I picked it up late um, because my girlfriend was had been watching it and introduced it to me. But now I love it. It's hilarious. It's one of the. It's one of the few ones that I'm willing to watch again. You know, just if, in case she didn't watch it or it's on or something, I have no problems watching it again. Right. That's Superstore. Yo, man, I like that show. That show I, is I didn't hilarious. Finish, I didn't finish season one, but oh, it, I can stream it. it. I mean, I, I know season two is in the mid-season, right? Yeah, it uh, ended a couple of weeks ago right. in the mid-season. So, Yo, that show is happened. funny, man. It is. It's very funny. <laughs> it's funny. I like the guy in the wheelchair, man. Yeah, I love him, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he is funny, man. He is so funny. And the guy, uh, the manager, is so damn clueless. Yes. Yeah, but I, 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 I like the assistant manager, too, though. She... Well, yeah, you have you have the the man. It's basically like a Walmart. Yeah, it is. It's, yeah, it's, you know about these employees at this big, you know, superstore. Like a, you know, that's a Walmart like store that sells everything. Um, and so, yeah, you got the manager who's, you know, kind of an idiot. He's like very, very religious. So he's you know <laughs> yeah. he's very traditional, very you know. Um, but yeah, he's very overly kind and overly passive, and you know, of course, and. And then you have like the you have the I'm assistant sorry. manager who's like a ball buster. Yeah, she is. <laughs> Yo, it was a scene. It was a, one episode. I don't know. It was a one or two, and everybody had like this guacamole. And um, um, America Fierro, that's, that's her name. Right. She's Hispanic, and and this is <laughs> he gave it to her. No, he didn't give it. Did he give it to her? They had an advertiser. I think he did. I don't remember. Yeah, he did. He wanted to give it to her because she he didn't. Consciously, he didn't want to do it. He just gave it to her, and she was offended. Uh-huh. Then the other woman volunteered. Said, "I'd do it," but she wasn't Hispanic. She was Jewish or something. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I, I remember. Yo, oh, so, yeah, yeah, because they wanted her to. They wanted her to like give out the guacamole, Martin, like the free samples, and they wanted her to play up like the Mexican accent. And was she She's what, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's you know, insulting. You know, the manager consciously didn't know, didn't pay attention to it. But that's the kind of humor I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm like, damn, dude. That's and and she said, don't stop it, stop it. You don't don't tell. She's not Mexican. Then she had to actually do it. Yeah. So I mean, it is a funny show, man. It's very funny. Yeah. I got to put that on my list. Yes, that's what so, I got yeah, to on my list. Definitely check out Superstore if you like a good comedy. Um, after that, Full Frontal with Samantha B. Like <laughs> on late, TBS, right? Yeah, it's like a late night TBS. Um, that's one that I picked up, and if you like. The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, if you liked, you know, um, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, both of which I love, this is definitely in that wheelhouse. But the thing I like about Samantha B is that it's no holds bar. Basically, she goes on there and she rants about the things that are ticking her off, especially in politics. And it doesn't matter who the target is. I mean, most of the time, yes, it's Trump, Trump. Republicans, <laughs> yeah. 
they're always doing really shitty things. But, I mean, she'll pick on the Democrats if she feels nice. But it's just like her venting and letting out all her anger. And it's like, right on, woman. <laughs> I noticed TBS late. They really late stuff. There's no holes barred. Without even Conan gets away a lot of cursing lately. Conan went to... Uh, it's off the, the top, but this is funny. I was looking on Facebook and on my, my uh, feed... And Conan went to Berlin. He went to a dominatrix. Oh my god, <laughs> this pasty! <laughs> Yo, man, it was hilarious. I, I think on TBS they're allowed to. It's more, it's more mature. Well, I think now that now that cable is getting a, getting away with a lot more, like you know, The Walking Dead yeah. is getting a lot away oh, with right. a lot more violence, and everybody is that. Most cable networks now, they're like, oh, we can do that? Well, sure, we'll do that. Yeah, I've seen Samantha B um, stuff, man. It was hilarious. I, I don't get um, clip, clips and stuff. I don't, I don't really watch the show. So, yeah, I've seen it, man. She is funny. <laughs> She's yeah. funny. I always enjoyed her on The Daily Show, too. So, right. you know, I, as soon as I heard she had her own show, I was like, I'll check oh, that yeah, out. Oh, yeah, she was a correspondent on The Daily Show. Yeah. So, and speaking of that, segueing into my, probably my number one television show this year is... Another TBS show with that's produced by her, but that also and her husband Jason Jones, yeah, who is also a correspondent on The Daily Show, uh, The Detour, The Detour, The Detour on TBS. Oh, okay, I check it out. Yeah, it, it was um, it was like twelve or thirteen episodes, I think. But it's but yeah, basically about a. It's kind of like Vacation, only like. Vacation on even more crack. <laughs> yeah, it's like this family that he gets fired because he discovered um, that the company was doing something illegal. And so he's trying to go to this convention in Florida to show, you know, the, I guess the CEO or the higher ups of the company what they're doing, what his manager and them are doing. And, but he does it under the guise of, like, a family trip to Florida. We're going to the beach. And so he's dragging them along, and it's just, like, chaos ensues. It's crazy. But it's it's hilarious. I really the, enjoy the it. The detour. Okay. The detour, yeah. All right, cool. So that was your top five for your television shows. Yes. I and you did an honorable mention also. Yeah, the honorable mention was The Expanse. The yeah. Expanse. Yeah, like I said, like, Stranger Things was cool. Like I said, it brought me back to uh, memories of the Goonies E.T., the way it felt. The mystery, the science fiction, and the, the camaraderie that the boys had together as friends. Mm-hmm. That was cool. The other one is Luke Cage. Now, Netflix have been pretty... Been, hell, they've been putting excellent work on Netflix for their TV shows. Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and um, now Luke Cage. Now, for me, watching it and... It, the way it was set up, man, in Harlem, New York, and the music was—if the music fit right on in with what they were doing, storytelling. You know, remember um, New York Undercover? Remember that television show? Yeah. Now in Luke Cage, which I know you haven't seen it yet, but in Luke Cage, the club they were in, you had like a different artist performing their songs. Man. Oh right. Yeah, yeah I, I thought that, that was kind of cool, man, to do that. And uh, it was some good music. You had Raphael Sadiq. Faith Evans, you know, he has more people I had never heard before, but I heard these songs, you know, and it was, it was pretty good, man, to, to see that into a, implement into a uh, TV series. Cause you haven't seen that since New York on the cover. Right. And uh, I thought that was pretty cool. 
And it wasn't corny when he said sweet Jesus. I mean, not sweet. I'm not sweet, sweet Christmas. Sweet Christmas. Why I say sweet Jesus? I don't know why I say I sweet no Jesus. Idea. I was listening to the radio and Ricky Smiley today. Oh. The guy named Gary kept saying sweet Jesus. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> so he, he said sweet Christmas. It didn't sound too corny right. when he said it, you know. Except for when he put the golden tiara on. And that, that was and funny. That. Oh, no, 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 no. Did he actually do it? I'm spoiling it for you. <laughs> I was just kidding. <laughs> it, it did a little homage to that, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> you need to watch the show, man. I do, but I need to finish Jessica Jones first. That's really the only thing that's been keeping me from watching that one. Yeah. Because I feel like I need to finish that one so it makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, so then did an homage to that, man. Like, oh, my goodness. He looked at it and said, nah, it's not going to work. <laughs> so, yeah, I had a great time watching it, man. You know, as far as I me, mean, because I read the comic books and everything. I know his backstory. And it was, it was pretty cool, man. And that that was a great series to me. Like we said, Westworld is my other one. We talked about that already. Yeah. Although, speaking of music, since you just mentioned Westworld, uh-huh. that's one thing I forgot to mention earlier. Oh, I know you about to say. The one thing I loved about Westworld that I figured out in the first one was the pianos. You know, it's like the old-timey pianos with, like, the roll-up thing, so it's already, like, pre-programmed. But it's like playing modern music, but just in that, that style. I didn't notice and, and that. at first I was like, is that Black Hole Sun? That's, that's the song. That's the yeah, one. I don't like, know. Like, what? That's Black Hole Sun. <laughs> that's so weird. And then they had to paint it black, and they did some Radiohead songs. And, like, of course, it finished, like, in the last episode with the Radiohead song, Nice Dream. Right. Which, of course... Totally thematically, you know, makes sense. Makes sense to that whole to episode. Whole, the whole thing in general. Yeah. You know? But, so I just wanted to mention that since you had mentioned music. Yeah, I remember the first episode, they played Black really Hole cool. Sun. I'm like, what the hell is this? And it sounds good in the piano. It does. <laughs> I would love to get that soundtrack. If they release that. Yeah, and I'd the thing totally is, Luke Cage had a soundtrack too, and I looked it up. It had the song that I said they performed then. It had, like, original um, scores throughout the whole, it was a lot. It was like 30 of those damn things, man. Mm-hmm. It, it only like a minute or two minutes. But it had a soundtrack for that, and I wanted to buy it, but I got never got the chance to get it. And I know the, the other one is Flash. Of course, I mean, all the comic book television shows, I've chose The Flash. Not Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which it's okay. It's all right. But The Flash, once again, Barry Allen. Have to, I'm gonna use this. He's fucked up the timeline once again. Mm-hmm. You know, like I always said, good intentions, not the great outcome. Nothing comes good out of it, right? So I really enjoyed the Flash this season. And then, like I said, my last one is Supernatural. Twelve seasons, man. Twelve freaking seasons, and still going. It's still going. <laughs> they died many times over. The Winchester <laughs> brothers. <laughs> they defeated heaven and hell. I mean, what else can you do? Apparently they'll figure it no. out because that show is never going <laughs> to end. That's the only CW show that's been going on for the twelve years, man. Yeah. Others has been have come for what two to three seasons, five, eight. This show goes on for twelve years. Yeah. I, it's not going to end. I, I, it might end. A, I'm thinking probably fourteen seasons, man. Yeah, we'll see. Well, we'll see, right? <laughs> I hope. But if if they say they're going to get another season, they're going to be they they playing by ear. Yo, man. Yo, they did all right this season. And yeah, they cool. do that every year. It's <laughs> yeah. like you think, oh, okay, this is the last season. No, no, we're bringing it back. Because no, so what, what series going to get renewed? And it always be supernatural. Oh, man, this is going to get renewed. Then CW have their lineup for the next fall, for the fall. Oh, there goes Supernatural once again. Vampire Diaries is done this year. Yeah, they're finishing that They're finishing one up, that one. And that, that came at the same time. Yeah. That's crazy. 
Is Teen Wolf finishing? Yeah, it's finishing. Yeah, Teen Wolf finishing. finishing. Never watched it. Yeah, um, I just was... But I don't know if it's supernatural, man. I think it's a testament through, I guess, the fans. I mean, there's a lot of fans, man. But yeah, that's what's kept it going is the fans, really. Dude, it is a lot of fans. You know, I, I'm, I never went to their conventions, but I was invited to come to meet somebody at the convention when I went to Fayetteville Con. I was talking to a guy. He said his daughter's a big Supernatural fan. Yeah, man, they're coming to Atlanta. And I live in Atlanta. Like, I didn't even know they were coming. Mm. So I couldn't go that weekend. I just wanted to check it out, see what it was about. But you know how I like to go to cons. So I was going to check it out. But like I said, honorable mention, The Walking Dead. <laughs> Your favorite show in the world. But, you know, like I said, man, it was, um, it been some lazy writing. Yes. Plotting. Well, that's well. That's been my complaint the whole time with a lot of it is that, you know, I've seen some things online because, of course, you know, as I go through my social media, you know, Entertainment Weekly or something will still be like, you know, the latest recap on thing, and we talked to so and so about his, you know, crucial scene or yeah, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, one of the things I heard about like the second to last episode or something with Carl. Who is, I guess, Carl was going to try and kill me. Twice the opportunity. Had two opportunities and blew it. And the only reason is because the writers wanted it that way. So they make the characters act stupid intentionally or make stupid decisions. And they've always done that lazy writing. And that's what's driven me nuts about that show. But you know what, though? Um, Me, I read the books and everything, the graphic novel and the single issues on The Walking Dead. It works in a comic book. Because, I'm like... I don't recall Negan ever ever getting giving Carl that baseball bat in the comic book when he was talking to the Saviors. Mm-hmm. He never did. I don't think he did. All right, you get that out the way. Now, when he had that damn M sixteen in the television show, he should kill them all. Right, mowed everybody down, including Negan. In the comic book, Negan was not around. I don't believe it was different. Right, so, so it, it wouldn't have been much point to point, kill everybody right if, if, yeah, if Negan yeah. wasn't there to be one of your targets. Right, so, so yeah. I, I don't know, I never got that far in the comics. So, um, yeah, the Glenn died. I, know I stopped know. the exact same spot I stopped in the TV show. In the Yo, you, you, you stick to your guns, I don't do. you? You don't really do. There's no swaying you whatsoever, yeah. man. Damn, I mean, I would have kept watching, except it was like the final straw, that, that <laughs> final episode, that season finale that of last year, that was... The final straw, where yeah, they made me sit through ninety minutes of that crap and then didn't give a. We are Negan. Didn't we Negan. give an answer. We Negan. I'm Negan. You Negan. Yeah, I, I get your point right there. But you know, there's something that my girlfriend and I could watch together. You know, she liked the show and she <laughs> she kills me sometimes. She like screaming like, <laughs> man, I said this is what's gonna happen. Shut up. And there you go. It happens, you know. But you know, they change a lot during the comic book and the TV series a little bit. They tweak it a little bit. So. Those are my top five and my honorable mentions. You know, like I said, I got others, but these are the top five that I really enjoyed this season mm-hmm. for this year. And um, that's it for the TV part. As far as the movie go, movies, you know, you haven't seen any movies over in 2016. Yeah, so when you can do your movies or whatever, but when we get to mine, I'm just going to well, say, I'm just going to say a couple movies, right. you know, maybe video games, maybe an anime, whatever. I'm just going to kind of throw everything together. Uh, you go ahead and do that. Thing. And uh, I know what the movies I got, we probably got two of the same movies. Probably. Yeah. So, um, so I mean, we can just kind of talk about those now or we can talk about them last since they're probably right i mean i'm uh, not going to do yeah, it Yeah, it looks like your top two are my top two or well, you know top two of them my top one so we'll get to those ones last yeah, and then yeah. we can discuss them together all right 
So I would say of things that I really liked this year, the comic book Mockingbird. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. By yeah. Chelsea Kane. Right. And I can't remember the artist, like Kate Nimzig. I don't know how to pronounce her name. It's kind of hard to pronounce it her is. Names, it's a weird, man. It's a weird, like, Polish type name. But I love her art style. Right. Um, but that book was, it was great. I'm so disappointed it was canceled after eight issues. You know what? Mockingbird is somewhere else now. You know where she at now, right? Where is she? She's in the Spider-Man universe. She's with, yeah, she uh, works for Spider-Man. I know Sp- she works for S.H.I.E.L.D. Works so for S.H.I.E.L.D. So her up, and Spider-Man She, she shows up. up in certain places. She shows up in Silk all the time because she was her handler. Yeah, because um, lately when they did a new whatever after Secret Wars, well, she's been working with Peter Parker, Parker Industries with S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. So they team up with Spider-Man every so often. But she might be appearing in Amazing Spider-Man 25. So to let you know that, you know, as a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. But I'm going to go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I liked Mockingbird. She was never one of my favorites or anything. But I was like, uh, I was She's I was an interesting character. I was intrigued by it. It took me a little while to pick up issue number one. But I had looked at it at the comic store and it was like, it was kind of not out of order. But it was like it kept, none of it made sense. Because it was like, it kept showing her showing up to... Get her test done when she goes to like the clinic because right. they have to keep monitoring her because of the infinity, infinity formula problem, yeah. and everything that was injected in her. So she keeps showing up and she's in different outfits and there's like funny little scenes. You know, there's <laughs> yeah, she was in some like there's latex like, one, one Tony, time. Well, yeah, like one time, yeah, she was in like dominatrix latex. <laughs> you know, another time she was in like scuba gear. Another time, but uh, another time she had a corgi with her and you know. Meanwhile, you have like. A whole bunch of the cast of the characters, you know, the Marvel Universe in the background. So there's Tony Stark reading a pamphlet on gonorrhea. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Hercules was doing something. I don't remember what it was. but So little funny things like that. So it was clever. But it kept coming to these things. And you're like, I don't know what is going on with these zombies and this ping pong ball and whatever. And then you get to the end and she gives a note. And she's like, if it didn't make sense, it's not supposed to. And then it's kind of... It was designed, the first five issues were designed to work together. Yeah. And there's the first and there's the fifth. And that kind of concludes the series. But all the ones in between shows you what was happening in between her clinic visits. Yeah, I remember that. you could read them in any order, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, and then, but those were really well written in and of themselves. And then we get to episode five and it concludes it. And then we go on, you know, it goes on to the next thing. And then she goes on like a... A Joko Cru- Crazy Cruise, Cruise type yeah. <laughs> thing with, you know, like Pollen Storm and the double clicks and <laughs> all that. And, you know, going into the Bermuda Triangle. And so that was very, very funny. But a lot of it, you know, is from her point of view. So things aren't always the way they were. Or, you know, it's just how she saw them or is interpreting them or telling the story. So it's 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 very creative. It's very well written. And it made me love Mockingbird. I mean, I could... I kind of wish she and Clint would get back together. <laughs> yeah, man. Her and the, uh, what's his name? Hawkeye. Not the other uh, guy. Oh, Hunter. Hunter. They yeah, did well, that funny for the TV series. Well, the, yeah, though, the writer man. wanted to be able to use Clint initially because there was that one shot that came before mm-hmm. the actual series started. And she had wanted to use Clint. But they had uses for him but, in Civil but War. But Marvel said, no, you can't. You need to use Hunter because he's in the TV show, show and blah, blah, blah. 
So she had to use Hunter, and so then Hunter would show up, but <laughs> she kept saying that she was basically using Hunter as a replacement for Clint, because yeah. they're so alike. So she just, she, and there's constant jokes throughout the series about how, you know, I'm totally Clint. No, I'm, you know, I'm Hunter. I'm, you know, <laughs> can't you tell the difference between us? Yeah, I, I, their relationship is so crazy, Mockingbird and Clint, man. I mean, back and forth, back and forth. I wish they'd be uh, get together, but who knows, man, but... She did an excellent job. I, I agree with you. Mockingbird is one of those sleepers during the comic book industry. It was one of those yeah, that was a and gem. I, and I think, unfortunately, it was one of those ones that started picking up steam after they had already decided to cancel, cancel it. Cancel it, yeah. So, but a lot of those ones, yeah, the sleepers, because you're like, nobody's going, ooh, Mockingbird. You know, there's a very small subset of fans that are like, Mockingbird, my favorite but, character. But you know what's crazy? So there's nobody going, I'm going to buy that Mockingbird one. And unfortunately, once people started realizing how good it was, that's when they started going and picking it up. And by then, it was too late because, you know, Marvel already is a couple issues in yeah. by the time you know, the first one drops on shelves. And then they're like, nope, pull the plug. And by the time it picked up steam, it was too late. Well, I got my eight issues. Yeah, me too. I got them. I, I thought it was one of the better um, new books coming out of the Secret Wars. Post Secret Wars um, thing, I think it was one of the better books out there, man. I totally agree on on that one. Cause you know, I got I I was buying it too, and I was kind of disappointed that they canceled it. You know, it was one of those, and the other ones they have out, I didn't really like the new stuff they have out. Yeah, but we're gonna talk about it another yeah, time. Marvel, yeah, Marvel, <laughs> and their yeah, their their direction is definitely something for another time. Um, okay, so comics. Uh, Video games, I would put, um, even though it's not a new game, but one that like I found entertaining and I was glad to get was... Mom, uh, video games for me, man, you know how I feel right about now. <laughs> uh, yeah, everybody, everybody, anybody who's listening to my podcast know I've been playing that, God, that, that damn Arkham Knight, Arkham man. Knight that, 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 ooh, once again, that freaking Batmobile, man. Oh, go ahead. I'm done. But go ahead. For me, it's, it was the, the Bioshock collection. Oh, yeah, you did get yeah, that. Yeah, that came out. Yeah, I was very excited about that one. I haven't played Bioshock 2 or Bioshock Infinite on it yet, um, but I did play through the first Bioshock, the remastered version, and, you know, it's such a great game. Um, but so, yeah, that was a big one. I've bought Final Fantasy 15, Have but not. I haven't played it yet, so I can't say whether it's Because you're playing 10. Yeah, because, well, I was playing 10, so I need to catch up. Uh, or I need to finish that one what, before I start. One thing about the 15. Final Fantasy game, man, they take up hours and they hours do. of your time, man. I mean, I, I want to get 15, but at the, I'm thinking right now, I got to finish this Arkham Knight. I got to finish this first, because if I don't finish it, man, my soul will be not at rest at all. That's the thing. That's <laughs> why I got to finish 10 before I start 15, because Cause I'm so then close. I'll, then I'll never come back to it if I drop it now. I'm so close. So I want to finish it. Um,. But yeah, uh, the Bioshock collection, it's great games. Um, and, you know, with the whole <laughs> rapture and everything and everything that's going on in government right now is very... Kind of going hand in hand. Right yeah, now, right? exactly. So, uh, very prescient. I guess that's the word. So, that's your video games for that's, this year? That'd be my, yeah, my top video game. Um, no anime? Kai, you've been slacking on anime, the anime, man. I mean, anime, I put one down, but... This year, there really hasn't been anything. The only two shows that have been really good that I've enjoyed, um, one was the second season of Gate. 
Which oh yeah, that's right. That was at the beginning of the year. Right. The first season was a little bit better than the second season, but second season was still pretty solid. So I really enjoyed that one. The only other one was Relife. We told me about that, that one. I think I talked about it on your podcast. You did. You did that one time. You did about the, yeah the the twenty seven year old or whatever who's given the chance to go back to high school as an experiment. So they give him a pill that makes him look seventeen and. Yeah, and that one was like I binged it Netflix style because it was released like all at once. Right, right. But that one, I, that one I really enjoyed. So I would put that one up there as one of my. And list. I think that's the reason why I didn't say anything about anime because I know you, you have not really been watching. Yeah, I know you big in this anime. This year has just been terrible. There's been three shows I've been watching this year, but I'm still stuck at like issue or not issue episode four on each one. Right. And now we're at like episode ten and eleven, so I'm way behind. Right. So that's that's cool because, like you said, you you did your anime and your video game. For me, like I said, I don't have a top video game, top five, or top anything or anime. And like I said, I'm still playing that damn Arkham Knight. (laughs) But I I take that back. I downloaded the Batman Telltale games, which, you know, I like playing those type of games. Because I get my 100%. Yeah, right. <laughs> my trophies, right? You got all the trophies That's an on. That easy trophy. Easy, yeah. That's an easy trophy No matter what storyline you take, it, you'll always, always get it get at 100. the end of a section. Yeah. That's right. So I'm easy getting 100%, 100% on that. But I've been playing the Bat- Batman Telltale's game, which is not bad. I mean, it's pretty cool. But that's about it for video games for me. And like I said, anime, yeah, I'm not really watching anime like I used to anymore. Like I said, it's, I, I, I like you. Gate Season 2. To me, it was the best one so far this season. That's, I mean, this season, that's the beginning of the year. Yeah, that was... That, that's January. it. That's it. And uh, anime I do watch is something old, you know, but I haven't watched anything new. Yeah. That's it. So, that, I mean, that's not, I have nothing for the anime. But going into movies, um, I watched enough movies this year. And like I said, you guys listen to this podcast. It's just our opinion. You know, if you have any top five, you know, that's cool. You might have the same top five that I do or Trevor do. But it's just our opinion. It was our favorites and whatever. But um, my top five, man, because I had plenty from 10 to 15 yeah. to 20. Yeah, why don't you go do ahead yours because it looks yeah. like all three of the ones that I came up with are on your There's list. A, so oh. I'll just interject and let you know that's that was one of mine as well. When well, you so the first one is I'm in the first half of this, this year. It's Deadpool. That's number one for me. Absolutely. that was. I was stoked well. when I heard they were doing it. And I said, I hope they do it right. And I was satisfied. Yes. <laughs> I was very satisfied. And the next one is Captain America Civil War. Also on my list. So that's the other one. And this one, another one is 10 Cloverfield Lane. Now, I watched Cloverfield, the one he did earlier. Only by name is related. Right. And which, I'm like, oh, I'm having second thoughts. But when I went to see it, it was different from the first one. Well, yeah, because originally, originally the story that was 10 Cloverfield Lane was some other script completely unrelated. Yeah. And then they were like, well, maybe we can make this related to Cloverfield so we can put that stamp on it and then get, like, the Cloverfield, you know, horror movie fans in on that. And, I mean, I was um, surprisingly um, happy when I finished watching the movie. I was it, was it was not bad. I heard it was really good. I, I I had no interest in Cloverfield whatsoever. I still have not watched it, and I don't. Yeah, care I didn't. I, I bought it. Yeah. I am actually intrigued by that one, and I would like to see it. Yeah, because it really had nothing chance. to do with the first one, right? Honestly, but just by name, you know. But it was it was good. I mean, it had a twist to it, you know. And I, I like twists in movies. I wanted to. Oh man, that really that's what that was. Yeah. yeah. So I, I that was cool. 
And my fourth one is Nice Guys. And I told you about Nice Another Guys. Another one I wanted to see, but yeah, I was so busy when that one came out, I couldn't get a chance to see it. And then uh, I went and got the Blu-ray on DVD for myself, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you also lend it to me sometimes. Yeah, you? I'm going to lend it to you, man. Yeah, it was only $6, man. Oh, nice. Six Black Friday, guys. You know, I don't shop Black Friday, but hey, $6 can't beat that, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I think I saw it there, but and I was thinking <laughs> about getting it, but since I hadn't seen it, I didn't want to just buy it without... Yeah, yeah, you can borrow mine anytime, so. man. <laughs> <laughs> and the next one is one is recently that I just um, went to see is uh, the arrival. That one's also on my list. Now the arrival is um and, I, and when I went to see that movie, and I was telling you about it. I, I thought to myself, Trevor, Trevor might like this movie, and you went to see it. Yes, and I was right. Yeah, I had been thinking about seeing it to begin with, and then when you know I saw the reviews were coming in, they were really good. And then you gave it, you know, your recommendation. I was like, yep, let's go see that one. Yeah, and not too many movies that I... You, you are very picky on your movies. Because yeah, you don't watch yeah. any damn thing. Because like, people I know, they watch anything. <laughs> you know, it didn't come out. But when I saw Arrival, man, and, and when I went to the movies, and it was... The scripting was great. I mean, the casting was great. Um, it was... Uh, it wasn't... I will say this. It was not an original idea. It w- I mean, it was it's been done, but the way it was done, right, was different. And uh, it was a twist to it. And you know, when when people saw the arrival the trailers and me especially, I thought it was all about you know it was aliens, you know. But then it was other things into it that was the twist. I'm like, wow, that's what it was all about, right? But the aliens were in there, but there was not focus on the aliens, right? That wasn't that wasn't the major. Focus important, important part of the movie. movie yeah, yeah. it's more about the character and yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I mean, that was cool, man. But yeah, that was a very you know, it's it's kind of slow paced. Yeah, you know, it's very cerebral. It's you know, but if that's your sort of thing, then you'll really like this movie because it was really well done. Yeah, it really was. It really was, man. Amy, um, Amy, Amy Adams, Adams, Jeremy Renner, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, so you have some A list actors playing a. Uh, damn, I would say great movie. Ninety five percent Rotten Tomatoes gave it, man. Yeah. And so I mean, I'm I'm not big on much of the the stuff, the cerebral stuff. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I I watch them every so often. You know, you need something to have you thinking, like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was that. You need your brain to be clicking. You need to be thinking, whatever. And Arrival was good, man. And I got an honorable mention. Oh man, oh man, Jason Bourne. Now, I went to see it first, and I was telling you about it. Yeah. And, you know, the last Bourne movie I saw with Jason Bourne was Bourne Ultimatum. And we had the, the Jason, I mean, the Bourne Legacy, which... Bourne Legacy with Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. Renner. Which I enjoyed, yeah. Yeah, um, Jason Bourne was a, was a good movie, but it could have been better. Yes. It could have been better. Yeah, I was a little disappointed with it. Um, yeah, it, I think it weighed too long. As far it'd been like a decade before he played that character too. It wasn't necessarily just because it waited too long, but although it was a little because it was kind of like it's kind of like a lot of the other movies that they're suddenly coming out with, you know. Although it's not in the same league, you know, right, like, right. Like Zoolander two oh, and yeah. all those ones that are coming out ten years later, and you're like, why? Who is you know? It, why do we need this? Speaking of Zoolander two, it came out the same weekend at Deadpool. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah right. we went to see Deadpool, and it yeah. was right playing. I ain't stand chance. No, but, but yeah, yeah. So I mean, it it probably came out a little you know too little too late, and 
But there were just certain aspects of it that I didn't like. It was another one of those, oh, look, there's another, it, this one's not Treadstone, it's not whatever. Yeah, but it was another, another one, yeah. There's another old crank crotchety guy who's covering up some government thing. It's like, how many of these are there? You know, there's a lot of like... <laughs> it was a lot, a lot of, of like it. agencies within agencies within agencies. You know, what so. is that um, Russian puzzle? The doll over, yeah, right? exactly. Uh, Russian nesting dolls, yeah, yeah right. Exactly. <laughs> one side of the other, yeah, one it's like it just they just keep going, and then you know, I don't like I didn't like the way they treated some recurring characters, oh, uh, the styles, yeah, character. if you know who I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it was good, but it could have been, been, been much better. It was, yeah, Way much better. And like I said, though, I mean, I love the Jason Bourne um, character. I just like the whole thing. You know, I try to read some of the books, but it's, the books are too damn outdated and long. And, yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't really um, relate to nothing of this day and age. That was during the Cold War and all that stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I like the series. And I'm going to get the Blu-ray and DVD. I've got all other four, the other four, so I'll pick it up. Matter of fact, it came out this last week. Uh, yeah, it right. did. So, I mean, I picked up Suicide Squad, which is not on my list. <laughs> it's not on my list. I mean, nothing against Suicide Squad. And look like me, you know, I have not picked any other the DC Cinematic Universe but that one because I don't like Batman versus Superman. I didn't like Man of Steel. Suicide Squad, I mean, it was fun to watch, entertaining. I had fun watching it, but, I mean, this would be the only one. I haven't seen Wonder Woman yet. It hasn't come out yet. Until then, or Aquaman, or it's Justice League. Yeah. But we'll see. But those are my top five, man, um, movies for the year for me. And like I said, Deadpool, Civil War, you know. Deadpool was rated R, man. The first time a rated R, a superhero rated R movie did so well. It was the first. Yeah, I mean, it broke the record, broke the record for how, for how much, much money, money was made by an R-rated movie. Yeah. yeah, and it was a superhero movie. Right. Which he don't want to be called a superhero, as he said. <laughs> you know, but I really enjoyed it. I, I think Ryan Reynolds and that crew put their heart and soul in it because, you know, it took him forever to get it off. Well, yeah, they, Fox you know, had it for the longest. Yeah, like a, a decade of fighting just to get that one on the screen. Yeah. And then when they did, they did it right. They stayed true to the character and true to, you know, their vision. Yeah. And I think it helped that it was a smaller budget relatively. You know, it was like $45 million budget. It made so, over $800 right. million. So they had to be very selective with what they did. They, you know, um, they had to get creative and... It it really worked. They they stayed true to the character. You know, a lot of people are getting the wrong idea that now we need to make all superhero movies R. And it's like, yeah, no, no you it don't. It worked as an R-rated movie because it wouldn't have worked as anything else because yeah. that's Deadpool. That's right. You know, that's the way he is. Like forever, like Wolverine ain't got these freaking claws. We say this all the time. Yeah. Why, why is no blood showing? That's one that probably could Could've work. Wondered. And that's why I'm kind of looking forward because I think Logan, Logan is going to be rated, rated R. R. Right, right. You know, that one can work because he is a very violent and you know, in, uh, individual so yeah, an R rating is fine on that. But we don't need an R rated Superman. We don't need mm. an R rated Batman. We don't need an R rated, you know, all those other ones. But it works for Deadpool, man. And you, did you hear it on the, on the on internet or read on the internet that Ryan Reynolds actually want to do a Deadpool and Wolverine? Because you no, know, oh why wouldn't it, it? Yeah, Hugh Jackman is done with Wolverine. He said, yeah. But he said, man, if 
the internet just helped me out, I would like to have it. It would be cool. I mean, the two of them seem like they're good friends. Yeah, they like, seem to get along quite well. So it would be cool if he just show up in Deadpool. Uh, I, I would too. not be surprised if Hugh Jackman is willing to do that just for that movie. Yeah, I mean, he'll do it just for that movie only, and that'd be cool. So Deadpool, excellent. I loved it. Captain America: Civil War. To me, I said this when we talked about this. This is ranked up there, my as far as Marvel Studio Disney movies, up there, way up there, one along with Winter Soldier. Yeah, it really does. And the reason why I say that because with Civil War, I, I read the comic book and everything, but it was just the emotions in that movie, man. Of this, I'm right, you're wrong. I'm right, you're wrong. Each person had a different view how to do things, you know, and and they were friends. You know, Captain America, best friend, Bucky, who was the Winter Soldier, you know him ever since they were kids. You have Iron Man, they're friends, and, and you know, and he disagreeing on this, but it, it it was it was good, man. I mean, it was a lot of emotional things, because that last scene... Well, it, it worked well because you could understand everybody's point, point of view. Point of view, yeah. Everybody had a valid point of view. You, know, you may have chosen a certain side, but at least you could look at the other side and go... Yeah, I get why you feel that way. Yeah, and that's that's in real life though, man. Friends disagree all the time. I don't I don't see that view your view. Your view might be you think it's better than my view, but it's how it was in the Civil War. Right. And, you know, and with some casualties, somebody not walking anymore. Don't um, war machine not walking, but I think that was done very well. The way everybody had screen time with that big fight mm-hmm. against each other, that was done that was excellent. Yeah. Everybody had time. Even when they introduced Spider Man, you know that was cool, you know. But I think that the fight scene between Cap and Iron Man and Bucky, that one would took the cake because right there, I'm like, damn, dude, they, these dudes are going all out. They want to kill each other, <laughs> you know. But yeah, but Civil War, I mean, loved it. And those my top five, man, for 2016. This is only part one. Guys, yeah. well, and the thing is, we I'm about to say, yeah, we haven't seen Rogue One yet, yeah. though, which we're going to go see tomorrow. So, of course, this could like top all of them. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. So, keep in mind, this was before we saw that one, so we can't say. But that's one I'm looking forward to that I'm anxious to see. I do want to see Passengers. I definitely want to see the, that too. The Chris Pratt, Jennifer Lawrence one. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I know you want to see something else. So, I think you want to see Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> you. you. <laughs> the video came. Oh, dude. Fuck Ubisoft. <laughs> it could be okay. I, see, but... I mean, what the one somebody said this might be one of the better video movies from a video game. It could be. Here's here's the funny thing, and I, I can't believe I'm actually admitting this on uh, on a public podcast. But one of my best guilty pleasures, and I own it on Blu-ray, I know. is Prince of Persia, the movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. That was not a bad movie. I love that movie. It's, it's not, not a bad movie. It's not the best movie. It's, you know, got writing flaws and stuff, but it entertains me every time. Whenever I put it on yeah. or if I find it on TV, I will watch that movie. I say, say a lot about you, Trevor. I say a lot about you, man. But I love the Prince of Persia games. Yeah, I know you, you do. Know. But then the Assassin's Creed games have always had so many problems, and then Ubisoft comes out with other things like Watch Dogs and bought them. And the division and all those that have so many glitches and so many problems, and they haven't been making any more Prince of Persia games. So, well, you know, it was not. I'm, Assassin's- just, I'm just tired of Assassin's Creed. I no, it no was one coming out every year, wasn't it? Almost every they year they did until they finally stopped this year because 
people were getting sick of it because they would release it and it would be so glitched it would be ridiculous. Yeah, I'm just joking, guys. You're not going to see Assassin's no, Creed. I don't really have any interest in that. Although it's got quite a good cast. Yeah, I know, Michael man. Michael Fassbender to do it. Oh, Michael Fassbender. And the woman that played Talia... Um, Marion Cotillier? Yeah, her, yeah. She in that one? Yeah, she's in it. She played an ally with Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah, an ally. An ally, yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, but um, no, I'm not going to see that. Well, you know what? I take that back. You'll it's probably my... go see yeah, it. Yeah, I'll let's, probably go let's see Let's face it. it. You'll go see Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I will. I mean, I'll see it. I mean, when it comes to $1 theater. Ah. I'll see. There you go. $1.75, guys. But um, that's about it for this podcast, man. And um, that's what I want to say. This is only part one of my, uh, my, my top five on my review in 2016. I'm going to have a part two. I might have a different guest this time around for my part two, my second part. But uh, I, um, Trevor, how can people follow you on social media? I pretty much only have my Twitter account, which is at Toshiro No Ronin. You know, he also do blogging, but he never done it in well, uh, two have, or three years. I have a blog, but I think the last one I did was like April of 2014. Ah, oh, damn, dude. Yeah, well, it was mostly on like video games and anime and stuff, but then I got, that's when I really started getting sick of anime, and it would take me a long time to write the articles, and it didn't feel like anybody was reading them, so I just kind of... And there you go, guys. Trevor said he doesn't do blogging because he don't feel like it sometimes. Because <laughs> you guys don't read it. If you guys tell me you want to read it, maybe I'll start up again. All right, then. Well, there you go. He said on the podcast. And you can uh, follow me on social media um, through Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook at Just Being Amos. And also, you can follow me on my uh, webpage I got at JustBeingAmos.com. You know, I got to put more content on it. I'm still working on it. But um, that was how, that's how you can follow me. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and this is it. Trevor, nice having you on here. Thank you very much for having me again. And I'm out. Peace. Just being a